So obviously there was no NASCAR race this weekend. So obviously we don't have much to talk about since the Cup Series didn't race. But it turns out we got boatload of stuff from the Xfinity and Trucks doubleheader when it rained at Iowa. So we got plenty to talk about. Not to mention we'll also go over what's going on in motocross. This is the Henry Broads Racing Podcast. I'm Devin. That's Chase. Say hola, Chase. Hello. No, I said hola. Hola. Thank you. Okay, so, I mean... What do you want to start with when it comes to NASCAR? We got a lot of stuff going on. Ross Chastain gets his win taken away. Away, He's won two races this year. Not eligible for the playoffs yet. Then we also have the fight. Fight. Air quotation marks there. Uh, between Johnny Sauter and Austin Hill. Um, it's almost like nothing even happened in the Xfinity series on Sunday. And then, of course, I also want to talk about the fact that there was a doubleheader. I like that. We'll talk more about that later. But where do you want to start here? Uh, we Motocross can... is not an option. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, we'll start with the trucks because that's like technically the lower. No, of no, the but two. but what in like we're not even talking about the Xfinity series. I just listed off three things. Oh, okay, they all have okay. to do with the truck series. What do you want to talk? Wait, about? You did talk about Xfinity. Um, let's start with the beginning. So the fight. The okay. So I won't. Let's we, not call it a fight, but the the intentional wrecking. Yeah, sure. Conflict. I want to say confrontation, but it's really, it's really not a confrontation either. It's, it's a conflict. Yeah, the conflict. The conflict. So, for those of you guys who don't know, Austin Hill is driving the defending championship car. Johnny Sauter uh, won the championship a couple of years ago. So, two champions, kind of. Not really, in a way. No. Austin Hill's a youngster. Johnny Sauter's a champion. They're also the only two regulars to win a race so far this entire year. Uh, last week, Austin Hill got on Johnny Sauter's nerves at Texas. It carried over to this week when uh, they kind of got into each other at first, and then Johnny Sauter shoved Austin Hill going into turn one. Austin Hill almost hit the wall. So naturally, you come back in turns three and four, and you completely dump him and put him into the wall. Sauter did not like that, so under caution, as I'm sure that you should do, he goes under caution, spins him, T-bones him, slaps him into the wall, and then drives off. NASCAR says no, parks him, and it's like, well, I mean, his car was junk already. Like, it wasn't like he was. Yeah, he was going to park anyway. He, he wasn't going to beat the but. damage clock. But regardless, then after the race, Austin Hill goes, yeah, I took him out, but I don't race like that. I was confused by the comments because you just took him out, but you don't race like that. So, um, I don't know. Do you want to start with this? Or I, I have some sports world revelations with this that we can talk about, too. Uh. You can. I heard a little bit of okay. it, but yeah. It, so I was on the was, Brad Test Match show yeah. this week, and it happens all the time. Like, do, do you remember? Like, obviously, neither of us remember. But do you like? We've seen the videos of 1970s NBA basketball when there was a fight. Like, and it was a fight. It was a someone is going fight. to the hospital. Elbows thrown. Yeah, fist flying. It was a real fight into the crowd. In the yeah, front row, yeah, exactly. Like, it was going on. Nowadays, in a baseball fight, you will have maybe someone gets shoved, and then 120 people are on the field just walking <laughs> around. That's a baseball fight nowadays. Now, every now and again, what? like I would say, baseball fights are are one of the realest like, in the sport. Sometimes Cologne, well, okay, or sometimes Weeg about- will like throw something out there, and like they'll throw punches, or like if a pitcher and a batter got like bad history. But every now and again, a batter gets ticked off after something that a catcher says, or he gets pegged, and they like yell at each other to the benches. They're like, "Oh, someone's yelling, so we gotta get out." 
Like, sometimes it's just nothing. There are times when the entire team goes out on the field and, and no one touches anyone. It's just a, it's just a mob. It's just it's a mob. Just a, hey. And, and the MLB is like, this isn't entertaining. Either fight or get back down there. We already have a game that's too long. And let's make this clear that we're excluding hockey from this sport yeah yeah because that's allowed in hockey that's That's like part of the sport that's like hey yeah yeah you want to just throw a couple punches you know you're you're fine the refs literally allowed in hockey. yeah they just okay cool. that's that's hockey culture (laughs) it's it's fun (laughs) imagine if if crashed ice was like yeah have a fight like in the middle of the track well well, then they would lose (laughs) so they probably wouldn't (laughs) so anyway my thing is nowadays it's so different and you might ask why is that well, there's been a couple of like NBA scuffles and it's like, stop for a second and remember, these are multi-millionaires. Go to New York, go to Wall Street and like it's the equivalent of guys on Wall Street having a shoving contest in the middle of the road. Like, that's what it is. So it's like, part of me is like, this is so stupid, it's a shoving contest. The other part of me is like, dude, it's a millionaire fight. Hey! So, in general, I just they're think that... Fights. They're, they're not They're not. No. But it's like, like, could you imagine if like two CEOs on Wall Street started shoving each other? I think that'd be funny. I'm down for that. But like, I don't know. It's it's in a way stupid because nothing ever happens. It's more of a waste of time and no one cares. But it's also like multi-millionaires, some of the richest people on earth shoving each other. So I'm kind of conflicted in that way. But in general, fighting in sports is stupid. Most of the time. because excluding okay, hockey, I will say, and yes. also uh, who was that? Bartolo Colon, who just absolutely whacked the the guy on uh, the Blue Jays a couple years ago. That was no, phenomenal. that wasn't. Bartolo. Oh, oh my Colon! Uh, oh my gosh! That oh no, no. <laughs> yeah, I think the yeah, wrong guy. That's that the was picture. absolutely wrong. Yeah, that was absolutely wrong. Uh, he he has a funny name. Uh, it's hard to say, but anyway, just like that that was good. But that was I, amazing. I do want to say real quick that. I feel like the reason that you feel like the fights are kind of just like this is ridiculous is because they're not they're not fighting. It's shoving matches and yelling. If it was like take it back to 1980s basketball, 1990s, where they were fighting or throwing basketballs at Shaq when he dunks on you, one of the two. Let's go back. You can probably find on ESPN's website somewhere where there's like the Dennis Rodman Bulls fights. Yeah, those are pretty good. That's a fight. <laughs> that's that's something that I don't think we view as ridiculous because it's a fight. Nowadays, it's like, oh hey, you you dunked on me and you like hung on the rim and like, me. you know, like almost jumped on me. You hit I'm a gonna, home, you hit a I'm, home run off me and threw the bat. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm I'm gonna push you and then you're gonna slightly shove me back and then. Everyone's going to come out here and we're going to waste like five minutes just sitting here in a big group and it's just a waste of time and, you know, if it was a real fight fight, I think then it'd be kind of like, oh, hey, this is this is something, you know, like nowadays, like to me, back then the fight was to be like, you don't do that to me. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, oh, hey, I didn't like that. You know, I really, you know. Like, they're just a waste of it's time. It's a Canadian My fight. thing is... <laughs> yeah. You hold up a sign. I don't like this. <laughs> My thing is, back in the day, the fights meant something. The fights were like a statement. When someone started hitting another person, it was like a statement of, 
I don't like you. I don't like what you're doing. Stop. And now it's just nothing. But now I'm also, this is where I'm kind of like, I don't know. I guess I'm also conflicted in this way. Since they are multimillionaires and since they are public figures, there's a certain amount of, I want to respect these guys. These need to be showing respect because they are role models to children at the end of the day as well. So I don't necessarily like seeing fights and I don't necessarily like guys that I really respect doing stupid things and gaining fights on national television while they're making millions of dollars. I think it's stupid sometimes. So that like it's entertaining, but it's also like I'm a big guy of like respect and having class out on the court and stuff like that, which is usually how these get started is that there's none of that anyway, more just pride than anything else. But going back into NASCAR, I'm like, if you're going to do something, do it on pit road, man to man. Cause the second that Johnny Sauter used his car under caution to T-bone him. And I know that, that, that your rebuttal is that Austin Hill obviously intentionally wrecked Johnny Sauter. That there's not a lot of question there besides the fact that he hasn't said it yet, but it's, he said it. Yeah, he did say that actually you are correct, but like do it on pit road. The second that Sauter hit him with his car under caution, it's a suspension. Because that's uncalled for, it's unnecessary, and it can be very dangerous. So, that's why I'm kind of like, you know, that wasn't great. But then when you go down on pit road, here's where I'm on Johnny Sauter's side. First of all, Austin Hill, like, he, he just completely dumped him. And he was mad that Sauter got into the back of him going into turn one and almost put him in the wall. Johnny Sauter has been racing for a long time. If he wanted to put you in the turn one wall... You would have been in the turn one wall. We'll give him at least 20 years of experience because I'm pretty sure he's 41. Yeah, he's I old. Thought, yeah. He's, he's not, old. He's been doing this a while. Yeah, well, I shouldn't say old. He's experienced. Yeah. He's, he's not that old. He's he, been around. He's got like another like eight years in him. So like if he wanted to take you out like you think, he would have taken you out. There's no the, there's no debating, oh, well, you know, he almost took me out by sitting. No, no, he, he didn't take you out. End of the day story. And then he says, yeah, I meant to take him out, but I don't race like that. But, but you did. You're, you're saying that you don't race to take someone out under caution, but you did it under green. That's where I'm going, okay, Austin, and everyone else, all of you other NASCAR people who aren't listening. If you're going to do something, and we all see it with 20 cameras on national television, just say you did it. I will have more respect for you if you just go, yeah, I took the dude out. He's been rubbing me the wrong way forever, and someone needs to do something about it, and he's ticking me off. Don't go, well, I have higher respect than that, so I just took him out under green, not under caution. It's like, no, 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 no. Do it. Say something. Say something. That's That's where I stand on this. Both of them did something stupid, and neither of them handled it the right way. Austin Hill, own up to it. I took the dude out because he was screwing with me and no one screws with me say it that's what that's what no one likes joey logano for except joey logano did much stupider things when he was younger but at least he said it yeah at least he said it like if you're gonna do it say it that's i guess that's where i am i don't know if anyone cares or not but it's this weird middle ground for me i yeah i guess i'm kind of on the same path with austin hill here's my thing is i guess i have to be okay with the punishment you know, because 
Yeah, using car as a mind. You've changed your mind since Sunday. I'm not happy about it, but it does make sense. Here's my only thing is when NASCAR said that they suspended Sauter, I also would have said Austin Hill is on probation. Okay. Because he dumped him. That's like saying, hey, guys, you know what? You can go and completely wreck this guy. Go do it. Anyone you want. Go wreck anyone in the field. And if they retaliate. And, and if they retaliate. I see. It's okay. We'll pat you on the back. It's all right. You won't get in trouble. That's ridiculous. <laughs> he completely dumped solder. So if I'm NASCAR and, you know, they can, he can be like, oh, I got in there too hot. I didn't mean to. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Take the politics out of NASCAR and make your judgment calls. Because that's what that's what's part of making the sport great is that you make a judgment call. Don't put these politics into it where it's like, oh, well, we can't prove that he took him out. It's clear. Watch the video. He wrecked him. He and, wrecked Sauter. And your idea of probation, probation isn't like you're getting... I'm just saying... Probation isn't you're racing without pay or you're kicked out of no, your car. Probation my, is a very minor thing. Yeah, I'm saying maybe not... I don't even care. Say probation, say we talked to him and said, we're watching you, we will find you if you do that again. Which they might have, we don't Send, know all the conversations in the garage yeah, but, trailer. But they need to make that known. They need to come out somewhere, sometime, saying, yeah, we suspended him, but we also talked to Austin Hill and said, hey, that's a no-no. What Sauter did was absolutely wrong. But what you did was wrong too. You you don't it. do that. Yeah, you're the, and you know he might go. Oh well, he instigated it first because he bumped me. Oh, oh my gosh, did you know you're racing a car? But they do the that. Then did you know? You can take that back to last week at Texas when they got into each other, and you can take that back somewhere else. Well, and you talking to when when their moms were talking last year. Yeah, and, you know. You, my you, thing you can is take that road all the way back to five years ago. My thing is Austin Hill was like, oh, he bumped me into the corner. Congrats, you're in a race car. These They make contact sometimes. Did you not know that, buddy? Like, you're in the truck series, so obviously you've got talent. You've been here a while. You've been in those cars for a while. They make contact. They hit. Some people are going to get into you. It's a racing thing. You know, maybe he did push you into the corner on purpose, but he didn't wreck you. And at the end of his interview, he says, I'm not going to take that anymore. He bumps you into the corner. And you took him out. Yeah, like you're not doing yourself any favors here because, I mean, maybe we're missing a part of it and maybe we've missed things in the past, but just because he bumped you and you take him out, you're not going to get respect from any of the other guys. You know, you take it back to Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin a while ago where Denny hit Chase and then Chase was like, you don't do that to me. I think Chase got a little bit of respect from that because guys were like, Okay, he stood up for himself because Denny dumped him, Denny wrecked him, yeah. Denny ruined his day. And we, we we seen that from Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, yeah. Roy Logano, Martin Truex Jr. We've seen it for, from all of them. Yeah, these guys had their days ruined because somebody wrecked them. Days over. This was a bump into the corner like we see in racing all the time. And then he came and wrecked him. Sauter didn't ruin his day. Sauter didn't even put him into the fence. Sauter didn't even damage his truck. It was so much where Hill actually caught back up to him by the next corner. Yeah. He he didn't he really didn't do that much. So 
I'm saying that he really didn't get respect from that that he might think that he had gotten. And so that's where I'm at like a, that wasn't okay. If Sauter would have, you know, put him in the wall, then I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you, you kind of deserve that, Johnny. But he didn't. He just, he just pushed him. But now let me bring this up to you. Because we talked about how great old school fighting is. We know, like, NASCAR fights on the track and on pit road used to be like knockout brawls. Yeah, there's Dar- a fight. Darryl Waltrip and yeah, uh, Dar- the, yeah, yeah. not even the drivers, the crew members. Yeah, the crew I was members. all crew members. They go and I hope Rusty chokes on that million dollars. <laughs> yeah. And then you go back to the first ever live televised Daytona 500. There's yeah. a fight. Yeah. There's a fight. Hey, I'm shoving my they face. They know into his it fist. is over. Yeah, yeah. Did you just take away boys have at it, though, by saying we are suspending this guy and the other guy goes on probation? Because that's where this is going to come back to is there's no such thing as boys have at it. If when you take someone out, there's repercussions that stem all the way to you're not in a race car anymore. If you uh, there's a fine line here that I think fans don't like to walk. Here's my thing. If you let someone wreck someone intentionally, let that person that got wrecked go back and wreck them under caution. Under caution, because Sato okay, was yeah, not maybe, going back in that race. Maybe we have a problem there. And then but under green, let it happen. If this continues in let it, farther races, let it go. this is where other cars get brought into it. This is where that Brad Kozlowski, Jeff Gordon thing happened. Yeah, well, and it took out other race cars in the playoffs because of a feud that had been going on for months. Yeah, then, well, that turns into a bigger situation because so if you don't the other Sato, drivers are saying, you you two, yeah. you two, we're going to wreck both of you at the start of the race if you don't stop. But that ruined... <laughs> that won't happen, that, that but... That ruined championship hopes. So... In that term, you go, well, they need to be suspended. Well, in that term also, then it's no longer boys have at it either. If it goes on for a long time, consecutive weeks, then I'm saying, But it doesn't always. Racers have great long-term memory when they Well, yeah, I know. (laughs) But if this is something that is repetitive, that stems on for a long time, I'm saying, knock it off. You got to stop. Now, if it's something that happens for like one or two weeks, three weeks, but you what know. about this scenario right here where Johnny Sauter wrecks someone else under caution? I think that I don't I'll still give Sauter a little bit of slack, you know, if you want to go hit him a that, couple that's times. Fine, but but what does NASCAR do here to let boys have at it still be a thing? Did this cross the boys I have would, at it line? I would agree with the caution part. I'd say you can't do that under caution. And we're not going to endorse you wrecking someone, obviously. <laughs> that's that's but, the main problem, I think. But the main thing I would address is you don't do that under caution. Because, you know, boys have at it as like... My thing is, how, how can you punish the person that retaliated from a, a blatant wreck? Well, NASCAR did it. Well, I know. And <laughs> that's why no one's happy. Because he just... Hell went and wrecked Austin this guy. Yeah, Austin. Well, he's man. well, maybe not because yeah, his yeah, car yeah. did get wrecked. Yeah, maybe he's not that. Not, happy. not even really. See, you okay. Back out my there. other thing with Sauter here is, if you're gonna hit him, take him out. Take him out. You gotta go. <laughs> that up was a fail. I mean, he did, Kyle but Bush like, knows that. the car like bounced off the wall. It wasn't a hard enough hit. <laughs> it kind of messed up. It, like, like I was like, bro. It kind of messed up like the bottom of the tailgate area. I mean, yeah, like, but it did, he was still in the lead lap. He still finished on the lead lap. I was yeah, like, you true. didn't, you didn't hit him. I saw hard it in enough, the race, and Johnny. I was like, oh, Sauter screwed up. Yeah, I was like, you didn't do it good enough. If you're going to get suspended, um, you get suspended. Here, wait. What was the original question? I had a point where I was Boys going. Boys have at it. Are you, My thing are is... Are you ruining Boys have at it? 
if he if Sauter waits until Green to go back and wreck him, no, he couldn't though because more he had to go in the pits. I don't think NASCAR Park. Matt him. Kenseth. I think that Matt Kenseth needed, was this wrecked was before. This was before that they had the uh, the 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 wreck timer. The what what whatever it's called now. The yeah the construction the, timer. Whatever. It's yeah, called. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But the caution that, clock. they didn't have that. Yeah, they didn't have that clock back then. They do now where. He would have needed to go to the back of the garage. If you go to the garage, you're done. No, go to the pits, bandage it for for four minutes, pull out of the pits, go around, get up to speed. Because that seems really petty. He might have <laughs> fixed well, the Matt car. Matt Kenseth did it. No, he didn't. He yeah, just, he did. No, he didn't. He did. no. Well, his car wasn't wrecked. It was at Martinsville. It was pretty banged but up it was though. At Martinsville, it was pretty banged that was up. Martinsville. I don't care. It's still a racetrack. It's still a race. It's but he was still the only racing. Thing, you're saying that the lone goal is fix the car so we can go take someone out I mean, of the or green. He was if you see them for the rest of the race. I'm sorry. Let's go back to that Matt Kenseth and Joey Logano <laughs> wreck. Matt Kenseth really had no shot anymore. No, he, he was didn't, a couple laps down. His no car was all clock. screwed up. Cars that are that screwed up are not allowed on the track anymore. Bandage it. I feel like they could have. You got five minutes. I don't exactly you got remember. Five minutes. Well, he had enough time to go take him out, so the car wasn't that bad apparently. <laughs> so you know go for it if you want and then i'd say you know there's no penalties here like austin hill you wrecked him johnny Sauter got him back so you know well maybe you get like even a warning even. like guys okay we're done here <laughs> like you, come on maybe but that boys point, have at it boys have at it you're both on probation which means you two are done you're even you're both on probation so if you do something again you're suspended but that's your boys have at it. You're both even. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll agree with that. that. That's what NASCAR says. I'll agree there. with that. But, of course, that's if this ends a different way where Johnny doesn't take him out under caution. If he takes him out under green, maybe. Which is still yeah. very dangerous. I still don't like the fact that we're... Well, like, Hill did it. Back. He did do it. I'm not going to say that Johnny Sauter should do it back, though, because that's dangerous. Well, what Hill did so, was dangerous. I'm not saying it's that it was dangerous. But I'm not going to, to promote Johnny Sauter to go take him out under green. I mean, either am I, but I'm not going to promote hey you guys can go wreck whoever you want if you're that kind of driver and you don't care it's just like it's just like when you're five he hit me first well i didn't see him (laughs) yeah (laughs) so let's move on let's talk about everybody's favorite watermelon farmer ross chastain i love this kid man yeah seems like a a really good kid it's a great story even though i think sometimes it sounds like he didn't have money like you wouldn't be here if you weren't getting money from somewhere so it makes him sound like he was a he was a refugee watermelon farmer and chase stop bottle flipping <laughs> sorry anyway um you know it's just kind of like i do love the story it's just sometimes it gets over exaggerated occasionally but no everyone loves ross dash jane he has uh paul jr designs on the on the hood of that thing i love the way that looks i love paul jr designs i love every i love niece because niece had that arizona state trooper tyler Enhofer tribute Last November, I love everything about Ross Chastain in the truck series. He already won a race, but didn't count because he drank for X-Fandy points at the time. Changes over, wins the race at Iowa. Dominates, actually. We figure out the reason why he dominated, though, a couple hours after the race was because the front end was too low, giving him extra downforce, which can give you a very strong advantage over the field. He gets the win taken away. Chase, take it over. I Well, I just want to step in real quick. I wouldn't even say he was dominant. He was He was doing, he was doing good. I wouldn't. Though. And you got to remember, he's winning in a car that shouldn't be in the top 10. Okay, well, that's true. But I wouldn't say he was dominant just because, I mean, he he wasn't a lot of laps. He wasn't in the front all day. And also, my other thing is, at the end of the race, he didn't. He won stage two. He had a. Okay, that's. 
Yeah, that's that was a good stage that was a two great stage finish. Time. That was an amazing. He shouldn't have won stage two. But no, he absolutely win stage two. not. It kind of sucks because it's like Johnny Sauter and Matt Crafting get into it, and it's like, well, it turns out the stage points are completely gone anyway. So you guys yeah. just shouldn't have done. It. You guys would have been better off if you wouldn't have done anything. You know, now those points are completely gone. Did they? Did they go to? Dude, I think oh. that they took away the play that that playoff okay, point. It's that makes gone. Sense. They didn't give it to the next guy. Okay. Um. I wouldn't say he dominated, not even at the end, because, um, who finished in second? I can't, I'm blanking right now. He won. He won the race. Yeah, I know. Um, it wasn't Crafton. It was another one of the Thor Sport cars. Um, but whoever it was, they really weren't that far behind. Like, there was a, there was a sizable gap, but to me, there wasn't a gap where it was like, he was gone. He was checked out. Brett Moffat. Brett Moffat, yep. Um, he, who, who had a Moffitt, good race. Yeah, he had a well, good race. Technically, he won the race. <laughs> yeah, technically. But Chastain really wasn't that far ahead of him for me to be like, you know, he killed it. You know, he absolutely. I think it was a solid race. Um, I don't think it was anything too flashy, though. I mean, obviously, it was a great race, but I don't want to say it was like. He blew the field away or anything. But he did really well in a car that's not supposed to do decent in the first True. place. Yes, absolutely. And everyone likes Johnny Sauter because it's such it's such an awesome story of what he's able to go out and do in equipment that's not good enough to do this. Johnny Sauter? I'm sorry, Ross Chastain. Yeah, I'm I was still like, on the what? last thing. Johnny Sauter's <laughs> a champion anyway, so no, but Here's where the issue comes. No one likes this. Why? Because everyone likes Johnny Sauter. Why did this rule get Ross put in? Chastain. Dang it. Everyone likes Ross, Ross Chastain. Chastain. I don't know. I like Johnny Sauter a little bit more after this weekend, too. <laughs> everyone likes Ross Chastain. Great story. Great kid. Great driver. He's done nothing wrong in his career on television, at least, that we know of. Well, so everyone loves him. There was him and Harvick, but... But everyone loves... Yeah. Yeah. Everyone loves Ross <laughs> anyway. Chastain. But... The reason why this rule is in place, you remember when Joey Logano's win was encumbered? No oh. one really liked how that was No one done. knew what that meant. Well, no one liked it either. And so NASCAR said, you know what, guys? We'll change the rule. If your car is illegal post-race, which is what I call it. It's an illegal car. Yeah. If your car does not pass inspection post-race, you lose the race. I love it. Yeah. Because in this case with Ross Chastain... They didn't intentionally, and this is something that like fans who aren't into like R and D and tech stuff don't understand. They didn't intentionally cheat. I don't think they passed pre race inspection day of. They went out on the track. There's nothing. The front end was too low. There's there's very little things that you can do to make that car run well and intentionally under on pit road make the front end too low to NASCAR standards. What it probably was was there. They're always on the border. They're always trying to be as close as possible to get a competitive advantage. Because those cars aren't the best cars in the world at Nice, because they're just they don't have the money. Stuff might have worn out on the front end, maybe the suspension or something, and it sagged. And it was too low when the race ended. And then NASCAR R and D has this new system where they're able to test the cars for some things at the track for infractions that can take the win away. That was found post race a couple hours after the victory lane celebration was done night of the wing gets taken away. This is where, like, back when we had the Truex versus Logano at Martinsville thing, I, I'm i not a big fan of Joey Logano's aggression on the, on the track in his entire career almost. 
I was fine with him moving Martin Truex Jr. It was a classic Martinsville pass. The reason why everyone is ticked off about it is not because of what happened, but who did it and who it happened to. Well, I People think- did not like that because people don't like Joey Logano. They do like Martin Truex Jr., but they like short track racing. In this, nobody likes Big Brother, who is NASCAR. Everyone loves Ross Chastain, but they still like the rule. But the issue here is it wasn't Joey Logano who lost the win. It was Watermelon Farmer Ross Chastain, who now has two wins this year and is not playoff eligible. That was almost way too confusing, I'm going to admit. Okay. But basically, what you're comparing is that... The, okay, yeah, the issue is not yeah. that the win was taken away. The issue is who it was taken away from. If it was Joey Logano who failed inspection, people don't tend to like Joey Logano, and they say, if your car is illegal at the end of the race, you don't get to keep the win. So that's what NASCAR said. Fine, we will put that into being. Like, fine, we'll do it. And then it happened to someone that everyone really likes and has been working his butt off and doesn't make nearly as much money as the cup guys do, and they go, wait, this is screwed up. Yeah, they're like, no. (laughs) Because it happened to someone likable who fought hard for that win who's not there often. Joey Logano is a champion who has a lot of wins who has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. So this is where I'm still a huge supporter of this rule. If your car does not pass post-race inspection and you won, you don't get the win or anything at all. I like the rule. It just really, really sucks that it happened to Ross Chastain out of anyone on the track. I like the rule, and I really, I just wish we knew like a little bit more of how these guys can change the cars on pit road. Because in a statement NASCAR came out with, they said that the front end was, quote-unquote, extremely low. And so, my thing is, these cars are already pretty low. All I can think is air pressure. I know, right? You can change the front air pressure, but that is going to mess up that car if it was extremely low, you know? Yeah. And you had to have had, like, no air pressure in the tires where the the splitter is skating on the concrete. So, I don't, I can't think of anything else that you can do besides... Maybe something really, really weird with the track bar, which is an in-car adjustment that you can make now. Or Actually, putting turns in the car. I don't even think that, that you can do that in the trucks right now. Yeah, you can put turns in it, but like, there's to make it extremely low, which extremely low could just mean a few millimeters in this case. I know, right? It's but still, like they're already everything pretty in low, NASCAR but... now is partially for safety, partially for competitiveness. So, mm-hmm. even though it's a few millimeters, that's that can be a very big difference. Yeah. I've got nothing else to add. Yeah, nothing else I to just, add. Yeah. We all just feel bad and bummer. we're moving on to next week. Yeah. So it just sucks, but I think we need to put, put put to bed. This is a good rule. It sucks that it happened to an underfunded team, an underfunded driver, and just a great group of guys. Does he still, do you think he's still going to make the... I think that if he does not win again before the playoffs start, he will win in the playoffs once, if not oh. twice. And be a huge upsetter. And if he were to be in the playoffs, he would have won the championship. Because that's going to light a fire under you. When you win two races and you're not in the playoffs. Yeah. So, I hope that he gets in the playoffs. Because I think he will be a championship contender come at least Phoenix. He'll be in the final six, I think. Okay. So, got to keep moving. There's still plenty more NASCAR stuff. Daryl Waltrip at the end of his career. And some great tributes. Front Row Motorsports has a boogity, boogity, boogity. And it thanks DW on David Reagan's 38 car. And then I love this. Roush Fenway Racing has, I mean, it's, it's essentially like a Darlington throwback. Make it blue. But the, 
I know it's black instead of blue on the top and they didn't change the number font, but it was a little bit late, I think, because they never announced they were doing this. So I think that yeah. this is kind of a last minute thing. And they're like, dude, we we just got to get it done. But it's still a really cool tribute. I like Daryl Waltrip. He's gotten a lot of hate because there's an article about him and it kind of blew up on Twitter. It wasn't because of the person who wrote the article's fault. It was just an opinion piece. And then it blew up on Twitter. Yeah, he's getting older. You can tell. He's sometimes very interruptive of Mike Joy and then either it be Jeff Gorn or Larry McReynolds on the mic sometimes. But his personality, his enthusiasm for the sport, which is something that I feel like Dale Jr. on NBC, which I think we're all surprised by, his enthusiasm and energy on the mic, I it, it relates to Daryl Waltrips in my mind. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I feel like that's kind of where Dale maybe got some of that enthusiasm on the mic from was from DW, so... Love DW, going to suck to see him go. Interesting to see who takes his spot in the booth, but it's June. I don't care at this point. Just want to say thank you for what you've done, DW. Yeah. I don't know. Ditto. Ditto. I like it. I'm going to miss him. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, the boogity, boogity, boogity is stupid, but I love it. That is my favorite catchphrase. Yes. In all of sports. I think it's amazing. I love boogity, boogity, boogity. I love that. I love it. I'm going to miss it. Now I, I wonder didn't, if the I person who comes in next is gonna be like, "Hey, DW, do you want me to?" I know it's almost like you can't, you can't, you. Can't. I know it's like even if you ask him and he says yes, it's almost like you just can't recreate it. You know, there's only one person who I think could recreate decently out of every single NASCAR broadcast, and that's Rutledge Wood. He's the only oh, one be, that could do good. it with like the enthusiasm and the yeah. voice, but no one, no one deserves to do boogity 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 outside EW. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give that to you. And let's, no matter how much you like or dislike it, it's legendary. It was in yeah. a Pixar movie. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. It was in a Disney movie. It was in a Disney movie. It's legendary. It's legendary. Thank you, DW. So a couple more things here on the world of NASCAR before we let you go. The fact that there was a double header on Sunday, Trucks mm-hmm. and Xfinity. I love this. We are going to get it in November, the Saturday race at ISM Raceway on the 9th. Doubleheader race. So this is how I explain it. You are going to see five of the future faces of the sport in one day. Fighting to go to Homestead for championship hopes will be Christopher Bell, Cole Custer, Tyler Reddick. Three Whoa. potential faces of this sport you come 10 years. Make it to, to Cup, the, yeah. Oh, to the championship four, meant, they better. Because yeah, they are what I'm saying. by far the three best but it's such in the a, series. It's just such that's a, the issue. We can talk about the issue with the playoff system later. Okay. Because we're already so far over. Let's just talk about this. So on Saturday, you're going to see those three. And then directly after that is the KM Pro Series West Championship race. How it's coming down right now is Haley Deegan and Derek Krause are about at the halfway point this weekend. will fight for a championship. Those two have the potential of being some of the future faces of this sport in 10 years. <laughs> You have the potential of watching. If you're not that big into NASCAR and you're like, I don't know some of the names, go on Saturday for a doubleheader race night in the infield and watch five of the biggest names that the sport is going to have in 10 years. I love doubleheaders because, especially the way that, especially International Speedway Corporation is renovating Richmond, ISM Raceway, Talladega, where they, they are full day experiences there. Let's have a race stage where you can be there a full day. ISM Raceway has their has the the, the track bar and grill open till like one a.m. for the RV guys. That's you, really you can cool. Le, you can That's legit awesome. be at the track all day long if you're in an RV. 
I think that if you're in an RV, you should get discount tickets to the Friday and Saturday races to fill up those grandstands and just to have people there for a full day event because Friday and Saturday will be full day events at ISM Raceway. Yeah. I want to see more doubleheaders. People talk about doubleheaders with like NASCAR IndyCar words. IndyCar Saturday, NASCAR Sunday. I want them on the same day, hours apart because I want to go to a race, be there for two races and spend a whole day at the racetrack. Now, tracks might not be necessarily behind that because they want that revenue coming in for a two-day show and there's no way to kick anyone out between races so if you buy a ticket you buy a ticket but i would love to see nascar having full day shows and full day amenities to keep people at the track all day long and i think people would be down for that well and my thing is here i'm gonna give a huge kudos to robbie gordon super stadium trucks yes that was awesome multiple times they have done that this year i think they've done that two or three times with indycar already this year maybe even more and they did that they did that at texas with nascar and it was a huge i i mean i thought it was cool i'm kind of more into that stuff than maybe the more casual fan um (laughs) but i loved it i thought it was a big success um and i just i think it's it's almost like more of a reward for the fans because yes. it's like, hey, we're going to come here for the cup race. And oh, by the way, we've got this other race where I think Noah Graxon actually raced, and it. Yeah. raced it. And yeah, Sheldon Creed did, but he that's what he came up in. Yeah. Um, not not Robbie Gordon's, but not, he came up in the Lucas Oil and uh, Torque series. It's not a surprise to see him there. Still yeah, really cool absolutely not. Um, yeah, but it's still really cool. And um, I just think it's an awesome collaboration for IndyCar, for NASCAR to, it's almost, I don't want to call it a sideshow. I don't know. I just love it. I love when two series can get together that are totally different. There's almost no, no correlation at all between NASCAR and Robbie Gordon's super stadium trucks and IndyCar and the super stadium trucks. Like it's, they're, they're completely different. Like yeah, sometimes they or race on the road Indy course, car and, and but like NASCAR trucks. Yeah, like they don't look anything the same. They don't drive anything and the same. Yeah, they don't go off of jumps. They don't drive the same. <laughs> Maybe it's, they should. It, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love it, and I, you know, we kind of spitballed sometimes about like, you know, ISM needs to bring these guys and these guys, and you know, yeah, we're like they need to bring the super stadium trucks, and we're like, how do you do that? <laughs> you know yeah. with the infield so full now you know i'd love to see him there um i, would I don't know love if we will get him there but it'd if, be awesome if i wasn't media and covering the race if there was you know there's the expanding series race in march on saturday if they run the stadium trucks before the race i'm gonna get to the race early absolutely i would absolutely I think that'd be cool so last thing on nascar it was announced today regan smith is back in a race car to race two Xfinity road courses, Mid-Ohio and Road America, one on August 10th, one on August 24th. Chase, your favorite driver of all time is back in a race car. I love it. I'm (laughs) excited. Um, I kind of find it ironic because I feel like he was usually in title contention, um, and I just feel like Towards the end of the year, is, is it Mid-Ohio where in they Xfinity. go in the playoffs? In, yeah, in, in Xfinity. Xfinity. I'm sorry. Yeah, in Xfinity. Is it Mid-Ohio? I was that the playoff? No. Neither it of those was, races are in the playoffs this year. There's a road course. Like, oh, well, I guess they didn't have a playoffs back then. I'm dumb. Yeah. 
But anyways, there was a road course in the latter half of the Xfinity Championship. Good word usage. Oh, thank you. And it was always, I remember it was like two years straight or maybe three that like Regan was there in the championship hunt and he'd just struggle. Like, like he'd be, he'd be doing that. good and then he'd get caught up in like some wreck it's at the road course. And I was like, racing yeah, I'm, both of his race. Yeah, that's what I found it was ironic okay. was they brought him back to, well, Dover is one and then mid-Ohio. And I was like, I don't know. I just find it ironic that like in the championship, when he was in it, he just bad luck at a road course. And it from there, the championship kind of like just declined. Like the hopes just washed away after the races after that. Um, I wonder if he thinks about that. I wonder what the conversation was like. Hey, do you want to race a road course for Xfinity? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. But Dover is a good one. I'm okay with that. But I'm excited. Like, yeah, he's back. I I think it'd be really cool if he actually won one of them. Oh, that'd be fun. I think he'd still have a good shot because it's yeah. junior stuff. He's been successful before. You know, he's got a chance. He's been in a car sometimes while he's been broadcasting, so it's not yeah. like he's fresh or anything. Yeah, but somebody, I forgot who it was on Twitter, said Junior Motorsports is going to run out of foam for all these custom seats. I bet. <laughs> That's a lot of different drivers. Oh, my goodness. But, I mean, I guess KVM's got the same thing going. Yeah. They, those, well, that's Nas- I like how too. NASCAR did the uh, the story on, um, who is it? I forget, like, the the official name for the um, for that person. I don't know if you saw it, but it was, like, the, maybe it was the car chief, but, like, how they have to make all the different seats, and then they got to yeah, adjust Yeah, I did the, see that. Yeah, 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 I thought that was amazing. They have to adjust all the different pedals, steering wheel position, Seat position. They I have like to make those. all the seats to fit those guys. They're you know? still doing some more. Yeah. Yeah. I come more of those videos. I love them. Yeah. And I mean, it's just it's just a different look. Is like, you know, we might think like, oh, having different drivers, you know, you're just swapping one driver out. But like, nope. You got to change the inside of the car to make it fit the driver. And you're doing that how many times just this year? They've had a lot of drivers in those KBM cars. But anyway. We'll move on now to Lucas Oil Pro Motocross. And uh, once again, well, I don't want to say once again, but for the second time this year, Kawasaki has taken the sweep of the P1 position. Tomac won the 450s overall in a bit of not, not the fashion I think a lot of us would be like, oh, you know, he would typically take it. He didn't struggle, but he didn't flash. He didn't win a moto. No, he went 3-2, which is usually not the most mainstream way to get a moto win. A moto overall. Usually when you get the overall, it's because you win the first moto, the second moto, you know. Either one. First moto winner went down in the second moto. Blake Baggett, unfortunately. Um, So where do we start? 450s, 250s. You call it. No, you made me pick earlier. Now you got to pick. Fine, we'll go 450s just because <laughs> okay. I, I feel bad for Blake Baggett. If it would have been like, cut the 15 in half and it's like a 1-7, he 
He would have been like right um, on the bottom, like the like fourth, like right behind the podium or something. He, you know, uh, if he just would have been a I one. I think he might have got fourth. Yeah, overall, if it, he would have got like fourth. Half I think. instead of fifteen or seven. I so I feel bad, but I'm glad to see him get a moto win at least. He might have got third overall. I don't know. I, math's hard. Um, math is hard when math is hard when you're randomly making up people changing positions and then changing someone else's position. But anyway, okay, yeah, he would have been anyway. near the podium. Yeah, he would have been there. Um, so that was a bummer, but Ken Roxon's Moto 1 just killed me because if he would have done a, a, a little a, bit... A top five? Top four? Two yeah, more spots? Yeah, because I think it was just a one point difference or two. Um, but my main thing is he was right there. And another part of this that I love is that he got a 6-1 for second overall. And it's like you want to say, oh, if he would have done like a little bit better, he would have had the overall. But it's so hard to do a little bit better <laughs> at the point that they are and still get by a guy. Because right now, we have so many guys that are in contention for a moto win on a weekly basis. It's so, I mean, Tomac went 3-2. He's usually, I mean, the last two years, he's pretty much dominated motocross he's got a lot of one ones he's got a lot of moto wins and now it's like he's only i think he's only got two or three this year maybe four um but we have so many contenders on a weekly basis and you know last year it was almost it was i don't want to say it was a boring year but quiet yeah almost because it was usually like yeah tomax Tomac's going to win now. Roxon was up there a couple times. You know, um, Anderson was there at the start of the the first three rounds until he got hurt. But we have so many contenders. The field is so deep right now, which is kind of unusual because usually you have guys coming off an injury from Supercross. But I just love it. I love how that you can, and even, I don't want to say Joy Savashi has a chance. He might. I don't want to say he doesn't. If stuff, yeah, I don't want to say he doesn't either. If stuff falls the right way, he's definitely got a shot. But you can throw the top seven under a blanket, and you have no clue who's going to win. Well, let's put it this way. We know Tomac can win a moto, or an overall. We know Roshan can win an overall. I think Anderson is getting back to the point where he's going to be contending for moto, if not overall wins. Cooper Webb is the Supercross champion, and we know that he'll have the ability to go out and win. Zach Osborne has been around the top five about all year. He's been kind of up and he's, there. He's coming stronger. I don't, I don't know if he's shown that he can win a moto, but he's shown that he can be on the podium on any given moto. Muscan can win any overall. Blake Baggett has won a moto this year. Joey Sabachi has been contending. And then you look at Justin Bogle, Justin Barsha. They can go out and lead laps. We've seen them do that. I just named off 10 guys. Yeah. So throw the top 10 over a blanket. And mix them, and yeah. say that you that, st- that can be a possibility. Yeah, you really even then you you might be able to like weave a couple guys out of the win conversation, but you can't really throw any of those guys out of the podium conversation. If I, feel. I write those ten guys' name on paper, cut them all up, put them in a hat, and tell you to draw them at random and and make a top ten out of every pick that like the first one is first, the first the second one yeah. is pick a second. You could look at that and go, yeah, that seems legit. Yeah, that could happen. It's like, oh, yeah, that's pretty probable. Yeah. So, I mean, the competitiveness, which I wish the 250s had too, 
But no, I think they. Uh, it's it's not ten it's, guys. No, it's, it's not, not ten it's, guys. Yeah. it's like five guys. It's still pretty exciting. We'll get to it later. But one thing I am surprised with though is Moosecan is. I don't want to say he's not doing good. He's just had bad luck. Just like in Moto Two, just catches Blake Baggett's rear tire and goes down, has to charge from all the way in the back. And then I think it was later, maybe Webb. Somebody else fell, and Marvin was right there. And it was like, yeah, now they now they gotta come through together. Here they go. Yeah. Um, a four seven is not a good look for Marv. No, and not only is it not good, it's not usual either. Is my thing is like there's almost Do you think something he's still missing. Coming off injury. Do you think that he hasn't? No. I don't think so. I mean, because there's times at Supercross where you go, he's not doing great, but he was also coming off an injury. I feel like he, yeah. he's still in that Supercross mode where it's like he's mid-top 10, but I never really feel like he's going to go out and he's going to win today. I just don't feel that right now. Yeah, that's true. I just, I just feel like his starts haven't been amazing, which can already set you back in the race. Sometimes if you're, not good either. Yeah. If, Forget amazing. If you're not there after the whole shot, it's going to be tough to battle your way back uh, through the field. You got a half hour. You know, yeah, you do, but... <laughs> but you But, don't. you know, with this top 10, and, you know, we saw uncharacteristically at high point, they got strung out really quickly in the first moto. It was really uncharacteristic. Uncharacteristic. Really, it's, the top five really just, like, just exploded. It was like they expanded. were yeah, expanded, I guess would be a better word. They were just everywhere. And not as in like all over the track, but like distance from each yeah, other. Yeah. They were they strung out very quickly, abnormally quickly. Um so yeah, that's I feel like if he can come out of the first two, three turns. Let's just go with the first two turns in a top five. I think then we'll see what he's really got. And I think then we'll see like, okay, now now he doesn't have to work from so far back to get up there again. Dean Ferris has been all right. I I like where, because we talk about the 10 guys under a blanket. He went 11-11. Like, yeah. I'm not going to say that's not, obviously I don't think you want to be outside the top 10, like, ever. Well, and But I'm not going to say, oh, Dean Ferris, come on, 11th place, especially with the competition that they have right I now. I think he is, though. I, I think that he should be, but that's also Racer's mentality, is that you think that you're a certain level and that you're better than that, then you go on and get it. I'm not going to sit here and criticize him that he's 11th place. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's also the thing that he dropped everything in Australia to come down here. Yeah. He's a reigning champ in Australia. Now, not anymore because he's over here racing. Well, he, but he's still reigning, but he's not... Uh, he's not a contention. Defending. No, he's not he's defending. He's not a defending champion because he's not defending it, but he is the reigning champion. Yeah. He... They said, hey, do you want to sign with us again? The the guy's in Australia, and he's like, no. That takes guts, man. I'm going to the America, or I'm going somewhere, and I'm going to be great. So, is he doing indoor so season two next year? That's... No, I don't think anyone's really quite sure yet. Because because even did here, he do Australian Supercross. I think yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. Because I would think, um, like if you're gonna go America, go go America full time. Well, my thing is he he doesn't 
have there was some rumors I really have no clue how true they are that he was going to be on JGR this summer um and there's like pictures of like a Suzuki and he's like around it and I was like ah oh, you know it's a picture of a dude next to who knows who races bikes you know yeah I was like you know honestly could be his buddies or you know whatever play bike um yeah you know um but Oh, anyways, a quick side note. Once Aaron Plessinger does come back, which is who Dean Ferris is filling in for, Yamaha has said that they will still support him. So I think that's a solid for him for the summer. Um, And it, just like, that's so gutsy to be like, yeah, you know, I'm amazing in Australia. I'm the name here. I'm the guy here. I'm going to throw all that away. Let's go to America where one, no offense to Australia, but these guys in America, Supercross and Motocross, they're fast. Two, we already see on a yearly basis with free contracts how stacked it is. Earlier this year, Justin Bogle, Dean Wilson, um, Tyler Bowers, these guys don't have factory rides at the start of the year and Tyler Bowers still doesn't um but there's just a handful of guys that we say they should have factory rides that don't have factory rides we have an overflow of free agency here where these guys should be in top rides but they're not because we don't have enough room and then you get Dean Ferris and throw him in here <laughs> how gutsy do you have to be to be Dean Ferris and be like, you know, I already know that there's a handful of guys that deserve factory rides, but you know what? I think I'm better. Like, I'm just going to strut I'm, in here. I'm not saying that's bad at all. I'm just saying, oh my goodness, the guts you have to have to throw that all away. So, to me, I think he's looking for more with 11-11. Um... And now, obviously, Justin Bogle is staying on the RM ATV, Rocky Mountain ATV. I don't know if I said that right. Rocky, yeah, whatever. The private factory KTM. He will be staying on there for the summer. Benny Bloss made his debut this weekend after tearing his ACL. Uh, he went 14-9. I think that's a great comeback, especially for the Nationals. Um, Bogle was ninth at a 9-8. But I think Benny Blast has... I think he's going to grow. Um, Bowers, 13th. Henry Miller, privateer, 14th overall. I like it, 13-18. Um, for those of you that don't know, I believe he was traveling to the second round or either to Hangtown. Um, he w was involved in a crash on the freeway. Um, I saw pictures and I was like, man, like that van is... <laughs> Pretty messed up. So uh, I think he's got to go fund me page or road to recovery. Something that's on his Instagram. You can probably find it. Um, Lorenzo LaCurcio did good fantasy. I appreciated that. Thanks, Chase. Yeah. Um, you, you killed me in the 450. Yeah. I, I'm expecting a little bit more from Frederick Noren later this summer. Just because he always kills it. He's a fat. He's a not a factory guy. He's a privateer. But he's always so fast in the national as he kills it. What are your thoughts on Chiz on the 450? I was about to say, um, 
I think after Supercross, he probably took a little bit of time off. It's probably catching up to him now. Uh, 23-20 for 21st overall. Um, you know, I don't know. Give him, give him the summer. Later on, we'll start seeing flashes. They say Justin Hill's week to week, which is really odd. Because why would you get a fill-in for a guy that's week to week? Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit weird. Um, should have got and then James. Also, should have got James weeks to go week to week. Yeah, ah, I, I was like, was um, that was bad. Um, Isaac Teasdale, I, I've heard, and I saw it on the broadcast too. I was like, I was like, that's not Chiz, <laughs> but that bike looks pretty very close familiar. to a JGR bike. That's a very familiar. Looking yeah, bike. I was like, those graphics are pretty close. How can you tell and the so, graphics? Well, it's black and blue and oh, yellow. Television. Well, there's not color one. There's not many Suzukis in the field that's, already. Yeah, okay, that's true. And now there's not many that are blue and yellow. I mean, that's Suzuki's colors, but still. Um, but there's not that many. And Suzuki's. supposedly, so Isaac Teasdale wasn't under the tent, but suppose I guess he was like beside it. He was with the hauler, but he was beside the tent in like an easy up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it said JGR supposedly they're supposed to be he's maybe bringing sponsorship to that team which is great because they struggled to find a title sponsor this year and it it kind of brought up the question of like how long can jgr survive because they aren't factory suzuki they're not a factory team there's no factory suzuki anymore they just suzuki just helps them with parts there's some support Um, there's some, yeah, but it's not a factory effort. Um, so I guess Isaac Teasdale isn't on for the summer, but he might be around the tent, like right beside it for the rest of the summer. Um, and hopefully he can help bring that team sponsorship for next year. Um, where was he? He ended up getting 27th. Um, but, you know, new bike, new stuff. Went down. Carson Tickle raced. Um, Oh, and unfortunately, Cole Seeley out. um, Which I... It's a bummer. He was... I feel like he was still missing something, but he was was doing better. So now we'll move on to 250s. Who won, Chase? The guy I said it was going to win like every race. Who finished yep, second, Adam. though? Well, he actually didn't finish second in any but motos. Still. But second overall, he Hunter Lawrence. He won a moto, yeah, man. He did. He got his revenge from uh, <laughs> Pala. Um, Hunter Lawrence won three in the second, if you guys hadn't guessed. Adam Santorello went 2-1 for the overall win at high point. Um, Hunter Lawrence second, Chase Sexton third. So a strong showing for Geico Honda. And then you have Ferrandis and Nichols, 3, 4, 5, 5, the Yamahas. And then you have Hampshire, McAdoo, Moseman, and Cooper, ninth overall. Yeah. And then you have Wilson Todd, another Australian dude, Alex Martin, 11, 13, 11, Suzuki. Um, I'm going to start off with, if you're Justin Cooper, you can't have those days. Not with the way Adam Santorillo is is riding right now. And the way you, that Chase Sexton and Hunter Lawrence is riding now, too. Well, I mean... Like, if you're going to fight yeah. for a championship here, you still got to beat those two guys, and they're getting hot. I mean, I guess, yes, they're not 
those two, if you look at the standings, I don't want to say they're out of it. They're pretty far away already. Um, right now, I'll give you four guys for the title. Santorillo, Cooper, Ferrandis, Sexton, and actually Nichols, too. The top five in the points, I'll tell you they're still in it. Um, and fun fact, Chase Sexton fourth in the points. Him and Santorillo trained together. So, in the second moto when they were one and two, that was nothing new for him. <laughs> They're like, hey, dude. Are, like, we were just doing this on Thursday. Are you How's it going? That, are you saying that Cinturillo is in front of Sexton during practice, too? Or I'm not, but if he is, that's got to give him a little bit of a mental edge, doesn't it? If you're oh, like, absolutely. If you're like, oh, I'm usually faster than this guy's, than this guy on the weekday. And he's in second, so I must be good on the rest of the field. Yeah, you're like, oh, you know, if, yeah. he, if he's in second... I got this. If I'm Chase, I'll Sexton, go cruise. I'm, I'm I'm ticked. I'm like, yeah. If you're not if, even during the week, yeah. If you're the guy that keeps getting beat, it almost helps you. I feel like because I I feel it like moti- it's kind of motivating. Yeah, it, I feel it like it's a motivator. Athletes, real yes. athletes, get motivated by that. Yeah, I feel like he's like, you may beat me during the weekday, but right now for a moto win, it's going down. Yeah, I'm I'm chasing you down right now. I'm not. I'm not stopping. And eventually you get sick of it where you're going, every time that I'm racing you, whether it be in practice or whatever, I'm trying to beat you every single time. Uh Uh-huh. That's got to put a little bit of a drive under him. But Sexton, 40-ish points out. I think Lawrence is like 70 out. But, I mean, you can't count anyone out one. Um, But I feel like right now, Santorillo's Biggest challenges are the Yamahas. You know, Sexton and and Lawrence, I don't want to say they finally had a good motive, but they finally put a day together and a really solid day. Um, But Ferrandis and Nichols have been there all four weekends right now. Uh, Cooper should have been there this week. And part of me is like, is it because of what happened in Colorado? Is it because of, you know... Oh, Santorillo cut the trip. I mean, he didn't. I don't think he did. He let off the gas when he got back on. Um, but part of me wonders, was that in his head a little bit? And did it? It can't well, be, man. You got to get that out. You got to move Was on. it a motivator? And he just, because he loved the first lap. He got the whole shot. Yeah. He was out there. Um, I mean, he's been out there before. He did it his rookie year. He was out there in the front. Like, just what happened? He was in the front both motos, and he slid back. Slid back from first to sixth in the first moto. Went, I don't know where he was out of the first turn in the second moto or the second lap of the second moto, but slid back to ninth. He lost 20 points in the championship. If he wants to still be a contender in the next couple weeks, you can't have weekends like that. You gotta, you have to be there week in and week out. And yeah, you might be able to have a throwaway week, you know, usually everyone does. Mm-hmm. But with Santorillo, he doesn't look as shaky as he used to be. He doesn't seem like he's as squirrely as he used to be. So, you just have to be consistent. But overall, I am excited to see Hunter Lawrence in second. Because I think he's going to start doing very good. I think he's going to be showing a lot of speed, especially... This weekend at Florida and later in Southwick, Sand Tracks, because that's what most Europeans are good at. 
Um, <laughs> Brandis Nichols, fourth, fifth. We talked about them. Cameron McAdoo, new ride last week in KTM Troy Lee Designs team. Hey. Filling in that team has basically fallen apart. Like everywhere. Worst thing about this sport. Everywhere. Is how easy that is. There are three riders riding the nationals right now. Did not race Supercross. No one that raced Supercross is racing nationals for them right now. Uh, Jordan Smith out getting his wrist healed up. Um, Shane McElrath, I think, got a concussion um, in the week off break. Mitchell Falk broke his collarbone in round one at Hangingtown. I think it was broken collarbone. Um, and then Cantrell, I don't even remember what happened. Might have been something super gross. I don't remember. He's been so long. I don't remember. I feel like he did hang town. I don't remember why he's out, but he's out. So part of me was like, I don't think Cantrell started motocross season. So they brought in Derek Drake, amateur. Um, and so he's supposed to be really good. And I'm not saying he's not really good. He's doing pretty good. Um, 11, 17, second moto, not so great, but 14th overall. Rookie year, you know, like he's got time to grow. Um, and then it was announced before last weekend's race, Smith and McRoth were out. Well, they put Wilson Todd on the team after Mitchell Falk went out with his collarbone injury. And it was like, okay, so now you've got a rookie, a fill in, and then like, you know, your two regulars. That's fine, especially because they're pretty solid. Derek Drake, rookie, pretty solid. Wilson Todd, privateer was doing great that's a great snack for a factory team um and then it was like oh those two went down but hey look at that (laughs) someone ready to be signed cameron mcadoo who ended out the supercross season very strong with the third at vegas it almost came out of nowhere because he really hadn't i don't want to say he hadn't been good he hadn't been amazing but came out at Vegas, finished third, and a lot of people said, well, when the injuries come, he's going to be the first call for a lot, a lot of people. And I, the only reason I think Wilson Todd got hired first is because he was already at the races. You know, a lot of people were thinking Pro Circuit's going to put him on a Kawasaki and Phil of Austin Forkner. I think the team's kind of like, no, it's okay. Our sponsors get enough coverage right now. <laughs> you know, red plate. I think we're doing just fine. Um, but yeah, I I almost wish Cameron McAdoo could have started the season there because he'd be he'd be in the top 10 points easily. Oh, easy. 8-7. Honestly, with more time on the bike, I won't... I'll say I won't be surprised to see him podium by the end of the year. Yeah. In a moto or even an overall. He's got a lot of potential, and he's pretty good. Um... And then we'll scroll down farther through the field. Michael Moseman still coming on strong, a 7-8, uh, tied with McAdoo because McAdoo beat him in the second moto. McAdoo got the higher spot. Um, Justin Cooper, ninth. We, we just went over this. Wilson Todd, Alex Martin, Martin Davalos, Brandon Hartranf, Derek Drake, Mitchell Oldenburg round out the top 15. Oldenburg, a nice return back. Maybe a little bit of health. Playing aside on that second moto 19th. Um, but I'll swing this to you for a little bit. Thoughts on Alex Martin so far? 
It's just like both the Martins were like competing, maybe not like for championships, but I well, mean like Jeremy was. Yeah, Jeremy. Well, I mean, Amar wasn't typically that far behind Justin. You know, so Justin Martin. Oh, I'm sorry. Just Justin. Justin Cooper. Justin Hill, are you talking no, past year? Jeremy Martin. Jeremy, sorry, oh, okay, Jeremy. Instead. I was like, what? No, I mean, like, they were typically, like, close-ish. I mean, you look at last year's motocross, he didn't finish outside the top ten. All last year. Yeah. He had one tenth place finish. That was his worst. You know, and it's... He, two years ago. I'll, is that all top fives that I see, except for Glenn Helen? Like... Yo, I don't think he... Uh, I don't think he raced. From what he raced, yeah, he didn't race the whole season, but when he was racing, it was a top five every single race back in 2017 besides Glen Helen. So then you move on to this year, and you're four races in, and your best finish is a six. You well, only made the top ten twice. His top two were promising, right? Yeah. Eight, well, six. they were, I wouldn't necessarily call that promising. I'd well, say that it's Maybe like, not promising, but along the lines it should. Yeah, but then, you know. A twelfth and eleventh, it's 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 not what you what you hope for for him, you know, because that's a guy who, after twenty seventeen and kind of twenty eighteen, you're going. This is a potential championship competitor. Now he's hovering around tenth. Mm-hmm. So, and some people are still wondering, is it the bike? Because that's one reason why the Suzuki's are kind of behind. Is Suzuki hasn't made a lot of changes, so. And Supercross, I feel like it was, like, you know, with him, Dakotas, Peters, people were like, okay, it's not the bike. Because they, they started flashing, they were doing good. And then, now, 13-11, you know, just uh, kind of fell off. Um, Davalos, anyone else you want to comment on? Do you want to comment on Davalos? No, no, not really. <laughs> Not, not at this point. After last year, I was really, I was hoping for more, you know, because last year's Supercross, he was a guy where you're wondering, is this going to be a champion? And now, once again, just like Game Art, he's kind of in the Put him on a 450. Top 10. I want him on a 450 again. He did great when he was on the 450. Yeah. He got an overall podium on the 450. I mean, it's, it's kind of like Justin Hill last year where he couldn't do anything in the 250. You, move on, you moved him up to the 415. Oh, whoa, five. whoa, whoa. This year on the 450. Yeah, that, that, that's why I said this year. It's a different year. story. Okay. He didn't really get a that's top five. That's why I said last year. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. why I said last year. Okay. So, yeah, and, and that can have, help people, especially in terms of uh, when you have someone who who's large. I don't, I'm trying to say this so it doesn't sound bad. I want to say larger, like in frame and larger in size. That being I think he's bigger, not really. He's not really, but that can still help guys. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Marchbanks, did you see the crash? I did not see the crash. It was a, <laughs> it's pretty brutal. Um, same exact spot that he flipped in last year. Uh. Or not flipped, but went down in last year. Um, I can't find his Instagram, and I haven't heard any news on him. But hopefully he's okay. The bike, like, endoed, he bailed, something. But the bike ended up coming and, like, smacking him in the head. 
And so hopefully he's all right. Hopefully he's doing okay. Um, so yeah, hopefully he heals up. If he isn't, unfortunately, Kawasaki can't call up uh, Cameron McAdoo. They missed their chance. Yeah. Stolen away by Red Bull, Troy Lee Designs. Um, so this weekend we're heading to Florida for the first time, I don't think ever, well, I but mean, like, the they, first time in many, there, I'm so surprised because so many people train there. The first time in many, many years that the national championship circuit has traveled to Florida. So when are they coming to Arizona? Never. Oh, okay. probably never. Okay. But who's your picks? You, you Do you really expect me to not pick a, Kaw- a Kawasaki at this point? Like, well, I mean, in the 250s, Sansarillo is the only Kawasaki. Saki, really? Well, that's know. what I'm saying, and I'm still picking Kawasaki. So what's okay, that's okay. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I give me a podium. I can't find myself not picking Adamson Torello because he's been too good around this group in Florida. Well, I mean, first of all, list off who trains in Florida because I think that those guys should specifically train in Florida weather especially here in June, are going to have an advantage. Well, first off, you can already name off every KTM in Husqvarna exactly. factory rider. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah. even at this point, do you see Moseman in the top five because of that? He's you know, been all right. Um, I really don't know. Give me your top three. Here, I'll give you this. Cincerillo... Sexton, Ferrandis, McAdoo, Moseman, top five. Whoa, top five. <laughs> top five. All right. I don't know how Lauren... Obviously, I, I know nothing about Australia, but Florida is unlike very many places on Earth. So... Yeah. Um, that, that may take some gain used to for him. Yeah, and I think you're right, because I think this weekend, it's all about fitness. Obviously, you got to have a bike on and point. stamina. Can you, you gotta, go 30 yeah. minutes in that humidity... Wearing pads and gear. Yeah, obviously you have to have the bike set up, but the forecast has said 94 and humid. Which by humid can occasionally mean like between 94, not and, the temperature. And 105. No percent humidity. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, it, it can feel like 105. Yeah, so it's going to be hot. It's going to be gruesome. It is going to be... Hot and gruesome. A fight. Something. Um, so yeah, I think Sansarillo takes the top spot. Oh, that was hard. Um, and then I guess I'll try and do a top five also. I'll Isn't take Sansarillo, Sexton, Ferrandis, Lawrence, Hampshire. That's my top five. I'll probably have Hampshire on my fantasy, because I mean, when you're from Florida. Yeah, he's from Florida, still trains in Florida. Um, Sexton trains with Roxon and Chiz Sansarillo. He's in Florida. Um, and Lawrence, just from doing the MXGPs, that is so brutal. Yeah. And so tough. I think he's gonna, I don't, I think he did the MXGP race when they came to America here. I think he did. But. Which is still pretty humid. Still, overall is, that's a tough circuit to be on. And I, I don't know. I just feel like he's in shape. I think he's there. Okay. So, you close out my 450 guy. No, I did. 
But anyways, 450 wise. So 450 wise. Tomac, Roxon, yeah. Anderson, Webb, Osborne, Muscan, Baggett, Sawashi. We already went over these guys. I don't know why I'm saying that again. Um, we're we're just picking chases. Yeah, I know. It's okay. So who do you got? Give me. Roxon. That's one. Roxon has with my the one. overall. With the overall. Okay. Dude, that that's not even the surprising pick. I already know I'm gonna throw you off here. Okay. Roxon. Baggett. Tomac. I like it. Okay. I'm going all out on. Are you this. gonna pick the top five? No. You picked. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'll pick a top five. Do it. I dare you. Um. Obviously, I'm going to stick with the you have to be fit to make it through this race. Because none of these guys are fit. But my number one is Eli Tomac. Just obvious for me. He won the MXGP when they came here. When when that circuit came to America, Tomac decided to race with them, and he won. At Florida, um, what is it, Gatorback Park, I think? Don't ask me. I don't me. know. I forget what the name of it is. But he won. So, to me, I'm I'm sticking with him. If he beat the MXGP guys in Florida at Gatorback Park, they just why Florida. why won't he win now with the American guys? Because he, because this is Supercross. This is motocross anything, still. Motocross. And anything can and happen. MXGP, anything no. Anything can happen. No. Yes. Whatever. I think it's Tomac. I think he's gonna take the overall, and then. It's a little bit tough, but I'll say, see, I don't know if Roxon's got his issues figured out with, with what he had going on. Me either, and, and I, I think that, that this past week brought up a lot of questions. And I think this weekend will be the test. I think this is going to be almost- I don't think it will. I don't think it's going to be the deciding factor if, if there's something wrong still or not, but I think it might show. And so, we don't need to like harp on that. No one needs to harp on no. that, because he knows. Yeah. Like, we don't need to- you know, some people like to jump on that kind of stuff. He knows. He knows if he's good or if he's not good. And he's going it's not like he's not doing anything to figure it out. Yeah. So So I'll take Tomac. Tomac Osborne. Whoa. Roxon Marv Webb. Top five. Okay. And you know what? I'll even I'll even put Webb in front of Roxon. I think Webb's starting to click. I think Webb's starting to kind of come together here. Stuff's figuring out. I don't know what you're expecting now. I don't know. Are, are, that was it. Are you done that or was, what? Yeah, that That's was it? my top five. All right. That was it. That was my top five. Then close us out. No, you close us out. Okay. Do we have anything else? I'm good. I feel like there's something else. I'm done. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll tune back in next time and see if Chase remembers what he thought was important, but it might not be that important because he obviously does not remember. But that doesn't matter. Oh. oh, okay. Never mind. I, I literally started the outro and you just scream. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. Uh... Scroll. Give scroll. me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. I'll give you one more second. Thanks. Bang. Okay, Makarath's in for this weekend. He trains in Florida. Just saying. 
Um, oh, Marchbanks is out. Okay. I just want to check on that. Um, Fox out. You check on your fantasy, dude. No, I'm good. You need to know. Okay, yeah. So I just want to say that real quick. Just wanted to check. And also, Justin Hill's out with a shoulder injury. We already went through that, but that's what is happening with him. Take it away. So now you're done. Okay. Yeah, I'm done. Had to wait. Make sure. This is the Henry Bros Racing Podcast. Check us out on Anchor, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn. Just Google um, us. Google us. We're faint. No, we're not. No. I'm at Devin Henry 77 or Devin Henry Productions on Twitter. So if you go there, you'll see when I post it. So yeah. I'm Devin. That's Chase. Say bye, Chase. Goodbye. Oh, you don't actually say it. Say adios. It's been a long time, but you started with a lot. Adios, partner. Okay. We'll see y'all later.